Hey, Marvel listeners, we are back with the Women of Marvel podcast, and we're continuing our Eisner Awards spotlights with the most exciting Kelly Sue. But first, before we introduce her, we're going to introduce ourselves. This is Judy Stevens. I'm the associate producer. This is Janine Schaefer. I'm an editor. This is Sana Manath. I'm also an editor. And I'm Adri Cowan. I am the social media manager. And excitingly, we have on the phone Kelly Sue. Introduce yourself. Woohoo! I'm Kelly Sue DeConnick. Hi, ladies. <laughs> Hello, lady. Writer of such titles as Captain Marvel, Avengers Assemble. Oh, Avengers Assemble is is I'm done with it. Avengers Assemble now. But it's important uh, to Captain reference Captain Marvel it. and um, Pretty Deadly and all kinds of stuff. Hooray! I'm good at this self promotion <laughs> thing. I rock. And and you and you recently um, and I'm going to speak up now. I'm actually uh, Kelly Sue's editor on Captain Marvel. And, you are indeed. Yes, and um, you recently just got nominated for your first Eisner, which is a really big deal, right? How 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 did you feel when you when you got that? What what is it? A letter? How do they notify? Do they call you? Oh no, they don't notify you at all. Oh what? oh what? No no, I read it when you read it. No, that's not true. Is it? Yes. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I was expecting, like, a little, like, a man-in-waiting coming to your home with, like, a pillow and a letter on the on top of the pillow. That's supposed to happen. Then they forgot mine. <laughs> it's in the mail. It'll come there shortly. Yeah. No, no. I, 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 uh, no, uh, uh, Eric Stevenson from Image uh, uh, was like, hey, congratulations. I'm like, thanks, for what? <laughs> oh, my God. So how did you react? How did you feel the first the first time you got word? I, you know, I don't know. I think I thought there was a mistake. Like, I had to go look, you know? Like, no. I, I, I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a tremendous honor. I don't know how to... I, the funniest thing is my husband and I are, are nominated against each other in the same category. Yep. I wasn't going to bring it up because we don't want to focus on Fraction right now. We want to focus on yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, uh, but, uh, my theory is that Hickman did that to split our vote, and that this is all a ploy to give him the edge. I would not put it past him. I, I, I agree. I think that's exactly he what he did. He has, like, did. 74 notebooks, and it's full. He does. He does. I mean, he's, he's good with that kind of long-term yes, planning. Exactly. <laughs> this started, like, two years ago. He put these plans into motion. Yeah. I, I believe that. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, I mean, well, I guess let's let's talk about, I guess, what why this is so important for you. I feel like Captain Marvel in particular is something that I know you and Steve worked, uh, Steve Wacker specifically worked very closely to put this character to, into development and um, make it what make her what she is today, which has such an amazing following with the Carol Core and whatnot. So think about that first conversation that you had with Steve and where yeah. your, your brain was at then and sort of um, why it means so much more to you. Because I feel like when you guys were first starting this, you're like, yep, this is probably going to be a miniseries if we're Oh, lucky, yeah. Right? Oh, no. I thought, uh, uh, I thought six issues and we are done. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not... I've told you this before, Sana. I think mm-hmm. um, I didn't even plan past six issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, know, I remember. <laughs> um, uh, because uh, I did not think that there was... Uh, a, 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 a snowball's chance in hell, as the proverb goes, that um, uh, that the book would go beyond that. Um, let alone 
17 issues, Eisner nomination, and second series. Um, uh, you know, and yesterday I, uh, I just posted a thing that um, the Carol Corps, not even counting the, the money through the, uh, the We Love Fine t-shirt collection, but just with the Emerald City event and the um, I Like Comics event in Vancouver, Carol Corps raised $5,000 in the last couple months, just in 2014, for the Girls Leadership Institute. That's amazing. Tell, right? tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit more about like the event at Emerald City and uh, and the the, the charity, the, the charity. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the Emerald City folks approached me and said, "Hey, we want to do a Carol Corps event at uh, the Museum of Flight. Would you be into that? And we could make it a charity fundraiser if you wanted." And I was like, "Yes, and yes." Um, uh, and they were fantastic and. People showed up. Uh, I think there were over 300 people there, um, in in costumes and just delightful. The, the place, the Museum of Flight, is incredible. I had never been there before, um, and I need to go back. I want to like maybe have my birthday there this year or something. <laughs> but um, it was it was incredible. I got uh, my, my picture taken in SR 71. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, Kelly Sue, can you tell us, uh, for those who don't know, what the Carol Corps is? Yeah, so the Carol Corps is just the, the, the name. It's, it's sort of like the Kiss Army. It's the name for uh, Captain Marvel fans, uh, specifically Carol Danvers fans. And, um, and they are a, a, a unofficially organized. It's, it's, it is a very... Um, what, what, what do I want to say? It's, it, it's a very informal uh, confederation. Well, I've seen, of, you, I've seen you say on Tumblr, you know, when because I see you take a lot of, field a lot of questions from fans who say, how do I do this? How do I become a member of the Carol Corps? And, and you're, you always say, and it always puts a smile on my face. Well, if you want to be a member, you are a member. Like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all you have yeah, to do. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's no... Um, there is no official. There's no gatekeeper. There's nothing you have to. Nothing you have to sign. No dues you have to pay. You are Carol Core as soon as you say you are Carol Core. Um, you don't have to buy a T-shirt or a dog tag or print out a a, a membership card. Though all of those things exist. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, and those listening too, it's not like hardcore or normcore or grindcore. It's like core C O R P S. Oh. Just yeah. so everybody knows, because I know you thought it was a new dance slash music craze, but exactly, exactly. It's a core uh, or like the Carol Core. I've heard it pronounced. And you can really follow along with it if you use the hashtag Carol Core on Twitter and on Tumblr. You can see yes. just how vibrant yeah. the community is. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there, there's a presence now at just about every convention. And um, and online, and they are a very generous, very welcoming, very self-motivated group. Yeah, and we had that issue. Uh, it was issue seventeen, the last issue of the the, the previous volume, where yeah. we actually did a sort of homage to the the, the Carol Corps, and I love that cover so much. You bought that, right? Right, I did. Yeah, yes. that's a nice one from Joe. Joe Quinones did it. Um, yeah, that was a. Um, uh, you know, one of the the people that he drew on the cover looks like me, so um, <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I think he did that to get me to buy it. I'm not sure <laughs> so I wanted to talk about really quickly just about Carol 
Carol Danvers herself and why, I guess, what got you so excited about the character in the first place? And how do you think, I guess, that love and that passion for her has grown uh, in in the two years now that you've been writing her and the stories? Like, where were you before and where are you now and where do you want to take her? I, I mean, this this started very unromantically. This, this started as I wanted to pitch something to Marvel. Uh, and so I was like asking around for what they might be interested in fielding pitches on. Um, And I think I even uh, called Wacker up um, and was like, could I pitch a Ms. Marvel thing to you? And he was like, well, yes, you could. Um, And so then it was like, well, I better learn something about her. I mean, I knew who she was. I knew Carol, particularly from from Bendis' New Avengers stuff. But uh, but I didn't have I didn't have a particular affection or affinity for her, um, and then I started researching her and I went back and read the old uh, Jerry Conway and Claremont stuff and um, was rapidly smitten. And then the, the the pitch just kind of became that I wanted to really focus on Carol as a pilot. I wanted, in the events of uh, Civil War, you know, she had become very much a law and order character for really good reason. There were, there were, it made a lot of sense and and that was how they needed her to function on the larger chess table, uh, 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 chessboard at that point. But I wanted to nudge her back to her swagger, back to a more iconoclastic place. You know, I think that we can sometimes um, get this idea that military people are are, are are all good soldier, law and order, straight up, by the books folks. And it's, it's sometimes those are not the people that we enjoy cheering for always. Um, but when it's done well, it's Captain America. Um, but even Captain America is is you know principles before rules, yeah, yeah. and um, and I needed, I wanted Carol to get her swagger back. I wanted Carol to be Chuck Yeager, you know. And that was a, I grew up on military bases. My dad was in the Air Force, and so it was it was important to me that like vocation is not character, and 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 Carol Carol has that thing about her. She has that. Um, She's not strictly by the rules. She's she's got a a she's got a swagger. She's got chutzpah. She's got a a, a playfulness to her um, and a um, vulnerability. I think she also has. I think you play to that very nicely in a way that doesn't compete with her being tough. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that that's the that's the bravest way to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like to to I think her her. Emotional vulnerability is hand in hand with her courage, um, and I think the other thing I like about her is that she makes a lot of mistakes. She's really headstrong, and she's um, she's a kind of arrogant where uh, uh, she always thinks she knows best, except when she thinks she's the dumbest person she's ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that, that there's no in between. Right. Uh, so what do you what do you think is your I mean, do you find yourself in Carol Danvers? 
Like, yeah, um, Carol, I mean, I certainly, it, sure, absolutely. I also see myself in Norman Osborn, and, you know, really every character you write, you, like, you, you, you write them sure. in a way that you can, you find some way to identify with them. Um, Carol's braver than me, and Carol's way more driven than I am. Um, but there's moments in when I'm reading the script, I feel like I hear, and it's it's not a bad thing. I think it's a fantastic, but I feel like I can hear you saying some of those words out loud, and that's what sure. makes the line so great. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, um, uh, there's a uh, the relationship between Carol and Jess in particular is me and my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now it, we trade places as to who's Carol and who's Jess on any particular day, but um, but that is very much our dynamic. And sometimes I think when she gets up on a soapbox, that's a little bit me. Um, mm. And I'm not sure that that's always a good thing. And I think sometimes <laughs> that that's why she, like in this in this most recent arc, you know, we had to knock that soapbox out from under her, mm-hmm. um, where she had that sort of like, I know best. Let me come in and fix it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, it's really, the world is a more complicated place than that. Right. So why don't we talk about what's next for, for Carol and what people can expect from, right now we're on issue uh, f- four, right? Issue four is out. Um, we're working on four. issue five. So, yeah, yeah or issue right. four is actually coming out. My bad. Have yeah, no, I think, I think three is out. out. I just turned in the script for seven. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so why don't you, why don't you give some, some, uh, spo- well, not too many spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, why don't you give them uh, a taste of what's, what's to come? All right. So, uh, we're going to wrap up the arc on Torfa and, uh, I, and, and I have to say, I think this is the, I'm really happy with it. I haven't, I mean, you know, the, the, Six is not produced as a final comic yet, but I've seen, um, uh, you know, David Lopez, who is the artist in the book, David's uh, layouts are, are quite nearly finished drawings. I mean, yeah. they're really phenomenal. So I have a, a really good sense of how it's going to look, and um, I'm very happy with it. I think uh, I'm, I tend to be critical of myself, in, in, particularly with my pacing, and I think, like, I think I'm strongest on a one-shot and the bigger an arc gets, the more it sort of starts to fall through my fingers. And I, I'm, I feel like this is the most solid six-issue story I have ever written. Um, I get, it is, uh, I'm really pleased with how it came together. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I love the fact that we have her, um, Carol's in outer space now, and she's joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I love that we've changed up her settings, and she's yeah. still... And she still is very much Carol, with a very different cast, and I love the cast you've set up, um, and some of which, in particular, uh, new character Tick, who will be with us uh, for the, I guess, for the next few issues, right, Kelly Sue? Yes, yeah. yes, at least through eight, and we'll we'll see from there. I got to talk to uh, uh, Brian and make sure that that right with the Guardians. works in in the larger universe, yes. but um, but yeah, but Tick is around at least through eight. And, yes. Yeah, and I think that there's, you know, one of the things that we loved about the first run, I think it's Volume 7, was uh, how integrated Carol is with her supporting cast. And I just got a letter today from a guy who was telling me that uh, he loved uh, Grandma Rose and Kit 
so much that every time he felt like they were in danger, he wanted to jump into the book to save them. Um, <laughs> which I thought was just like a lovely thing for him to say. But um, uh, but I, I think that even in outer space, that's still part of the DNA and of, of our book. Like the yes. the supporting cast that she has out there. Carol's very connected to the people around her. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't exist in a vacuum, even in space. Mm-hmm. Yes, I made a pun. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we're out of time. Um, obviously, we're going to uh, look to Kelly Sue joining us again on the podcast for future podcasts, so everyone tune in. But for all those listening at home, Kelly Sue, where can they find you on the Internet? I'm so easy to find on the Internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Kelly Sue, K-E-L-L-Y-S-U-E, and on Tumblr, kellysue.tumblr.com and Tumblr has no E. Well, thank you so much for um, having us. Good luck uh, at San Diego and we'll uh, we'll see you all later. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. This is Marvel, your universe.